as the entire world is battling to control the spread of the coronavirus. So that means anyone suspected of transmitting the virus will not be allowed into the U.S. All flights coming in from China, they can only land now at one of seven major American airports. And we know a seventh person in the U.S. now has tested positive. We'll explain what all that means coming up here in just about 20 minutes. It's been one week since an industrial explosion rocked part of northwest Houston, destroying businesses and damaging hundreds of homes. Well, now we know the suspected cause of that explosion. Jason Miles listened in this afternoon as investigators from several agencies told us what they know so far. So, Jason, what did they say? Well, investigators wanted to determine two things primarily. Was this the result of some sort of criminal act? And what was the probable cause? We found out both today during a news conference held in front of what's left of Watson Grinding and Manufacturing, which, as you know, blew up early last Friday morning around 4.20 in the morning. According to a joint investigation, an electrical spark ignited an apparent propylene leak inside the building. That spark could have been caused by any number of electrical arcs, like turning on a light switch, for instance. Propylene, a highly flammable gas similar to propane, was used in some of the work this company did. No indication it was an arson, no indication it was sabotage, but no indication it was vandalism. What we do know is that there was a fuel-air explosion. Um, the fuel was propylene. The ATF's special response team spent some 1,400 man-hours over the last week combing through the tons of debris on this site, along with the Houston Fire Department's arson team. One piece of the puzzle they're still trying to look at is any surveillance camera footage from inside the business. Obviously, that equipment was very heavily damaged, and a few neighbors who have homes that were damaged as well as a result of this blast showed up to today's uh, news conference just to listen to what investigators had to say. Hear from those neighbors coming up at 5 and 6 o'clock, plus more from a one-on-one -on -one interview I got to do with the ATF special agent in charge. Russ, we'll send it back to you. All right, Jason, I'm sure those homeowners are very interested in what happens out there. Absolutely. Okay, heads up for anyone who cruises through Katy. Another type of camera will soon be added to the list of technology that tracks drivers. And Melissa Correa learned that this new one is focused on one thing. License plates or a vehicle description. It's one of the top pieces of information given to police after a crime. And in Katy, detectives were at the mercy of someone actually spotting a suspect's vehicle until now. It could take seconds. It just depends on the information that we start with and what we're providing. Put in the plate, in-state, out-of-state, partial plate, even paper. And we also have the ability to search by make, model, color of vehicle. The software designed by Flock Safety creates a 30-day database of every single plate that passes through a camera. We're using a KD police vehicle. We found 25. To show you how it works. Crystal clear images of every time that specific plate is spotted. KD City Council just approved a two-year contract with Flock Safety at $46,000. KD, which has less than 20,000 residents, is buying 22 cameras at two grand a pop. For us, it's getting ahead of the growth of the community. The city covers 14 miles of interstate. We have over 300,000 cars that pass uh, daily. It's going to do amber alerts. It's going to do blue alerts, silver alerts. Sugarland installed license plate readers in 2012, and some HOAs are investing in sets of their own. In Katy, there are no set locations. We potentially are going to move the cameras 
as crime trends develop. The difference between cracking a case and having it go cold the issue of the progression. could come down to one camera-covered intersection. Wow. That's crazy. One year ago today, the Catholic Church in Texas released its list of priests who were credibly accused of sexual abuse. And on this anniversary, new allegations of abuse against another priest. Investigative reporter Jeremy Rogalski live at the Co Cathedral downtown with details on this one. Jeremy. Rika, that priest was ordained here in Houston 20 years ago, but church records show since 2011 he's been assigned to the Diocese of Victoria, not to the allegations. This woman, Amber Moreno, says her back in 2018, her then 10-year-old daughter was inappropriately touched by that priest. She says it happened in a classroom at Nazareth Academy in Victoria. The mother says that Catholic school was teaching students about the sacrament of confession and the priest allegedly grabbed her daughter by the neck and pulled her down to his genital area. Now, Victoria police say initially they determined that a crime had not been committed, but just last week, the alleged victim provided more details of the incident and now there is an active investigation. We have repeatedly reached out to the Archdiocese here all afternoon to try to determine the status of that priest in question. Three emails and two phone calls later, we have not heard back. Break it. Yeah, you've been following these investigations into the Catholic Church since the very beginning, and it seems like new information keeps coming out. Jeremy, thank you. And, you know, Jeremy and our investigative team, journalists spent months gathering court documents and meeting with victims to... All right, you guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, let's talk to D with the boom factor. And wow, that's just a little bit of what's been happening out here in Houston. And um, I just posted. Uh, they're talking about the coronavirus, but I posted a a article because I'm seeing now that the more information that I'm acquiring from other news spots, right? Um, Facebook is um, shutting it down. So, uh, they can't touch my Boom Factor show. Um, so, what I, I've done, I've uh, allowing you guys just to hear what's happening locally here in the city. Um, but with that said, they have so much stuff going on. He's still dealing with the fires in Australia. What in the world is all this stuff? Okay, they're talking about something else. But um, one thing I, I need for you guys to uh, understand that uh, <laughs> the stuff that you're hearing on your local news is best to go 
and watch the global news, okay? The global news, BBC, and other platforms besides your local news will definitely will give you insight. Register with the CDC because they have to. They have to. It's by... Is by federal regulations. They have to post it. Okay. They have to post it because it's public records, right? But you register to the CDC. And that's where you get most of your information uh, from, your alerts. Um, my children was teasing me. They was like, well, Mom, how do you get to get this information before anybody else? Well, it's not that. It's just that I do my research, and I take time out to find out, and I start investigating and, and looking and seeking that a lot of people don't do. They feed off of all the stuff that they hear, and I don't know, I forgot what they call this game they had, but it was like, You give one sentence to 10 people in a circle. You start with the original sentence. And by the time you get to the last person, that statement have changed to something totally different. And so that's what the news is. The news is just regurgitating what other newscasters are saying and what they're getting from what um, they're being told, but not actually being told what they need to be told. Okay, so the best thing for you to do is go do your own research. Take your time out and go read about it. It's there. Now, they may not have, um, they may not have exactly everything in that manuscript on that website, but I tell you what, they have to post it. They have to post their findings, okay? And I'm going to let you guys know, it's not a good finding. They're they're literally covering this up big time. And people are dying from this virus, you guys. And so I did, as I was coming home, I have my gloves and my mask in my book bag. I'm sorry. And so when I go out in the public now, I am wearing my gloves. And I am prepared with my um my face mask, if anybody coughing or anything around me, that's it. Now, yesterday, and, and the thing about it is flu-like symptoms, you guys. It's flu-like symptoms to start off with, and then it, it mutates. Okay, so if your immune system is low, I suggest you go ahead and get you some ginseng, ginger root. And start chewing on that bad boy to build up your immune system. Strengthen it. Okay? Eat 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 more garlic. Okay? That's a that's a automatic uh less than three dollars that you can go in the store, alright, and buy. <laughs> and you can chop it up put it in your food uh it's good with broth you can drink it as a tea with some honey and lemon and and it'll start building up your immune system so right now that's what you need you need to build up your immune system 
So if you're in contact with any type of flu symptoms or whatever, and see, with that too, you got to have the word. The Bible says um, in Psalms 1, uh, where's my Bible? Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his, his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and, and his benefits. And then the next one said that he comes and heals us of our diseases. He sent his nine proverbs, it says, he sent his word and healed them. Okay? And so you're going to have to really um, believe the word of God for what it says. And this is the time to do it. This is the time to do it, you guys. You have to trust in the word like never before. And, and, and know that God has you covered. That's your top first thing is to get the word on it. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus because by his stripes we are healed, okay? By his stripes, Jesus of Nazareth, Yahshua HaMashiach, by his stripes you are healed, okay? And then, then get the protection and the coverage Understand what you're facing, right? Understand what you're facing. And then pre do a pre-test. Make sure that you automatically, all right, that you automatically help yourself. Now, I had some stuff marked, and I don't want really to erase it. So with this part, this part, I just want to share this part so you guys can understand that Dr. D is not just being MIA. I'm doing research so I can come back and give you all some informative information. Alright? Uh, I worked my butt off yesterday. And if you follow me on Boom Factor uh, Facebook page, you seen one yesterday that I was in a Walmart store where they got robbed. It was on the news finally. Um, but I actually was there, saw the robbery, and um, me and another co-worker, the dudes, when they came in there, I was, I got down, and I said, girl, get down, because you don't know, you know what I'm saying, they'll go and get off, and they'll start shooting, and want to take hostages and stuff, and thank God they went in, did what they had to do, and left, but they they got caught, and you know what's the stupid part about it? They just robbed the bank that Sunday. This Sunday passed. Why would you come back? Why would you come back? See, that's what happens. You got away the first time. They didn't know who it was. It happened so fast. And just because they didn't see no policemen or security by the bank, they thought they had a good run, not knowing that the policeman was outside waiting. Wow. And they caught they caught them. And it was five of them. Wow, I didn't know it was five of them. It just had two of them that came in the store. But then uh, one of the CMs at Walmart said the one that did had got out. Remember I was saying on, on the, the Facebook that one got away, jumped out the car. He the one that jumped out the car with the money. All the other ones, they got caught. But the one with the money got away. So he probably was the thinker of the group. 
So you guys be careful out there. Get get to know know what you need to know about things that happen in your community. Stay alert. Stay informed. On down like what they're doing with this this virus. They're not telling people how they can catch it, and that's why it's spreading. Um, they say it may be coming from animals or whatever, but we all know it's man-made. That's number one. And it's spread from person to person among close contacts. So it's best to stay um, at least six to nine feet away from an individual that's been coughing. Okay? If you see somebody coughing or sneezing, um, stay away. Like they had a young lady. I ain't mean to offend her, but she kept coughing and sneezing. I say, ma'am, you okay? Do you need some tissue? And then later on, she left. So guess what? I stayed right where I was and finished my customer. I'm not going over there. And then when I finish, I wipe down everything. So be considerate of others too, okay? Because you, they have cases where even with people with flu symptoms and have the flu have died. So you guys, um, last but not least, um, let's let's keep Jesus first. You know, let's repent quickly. You know what I'm saying? I said something about somebody. I said, Lord, please forgive me. I repent for having that thought about that person. But why are they doing this? This just don't make no sense. Do your job and you'll be okay. Right? But, however, people are going to be who they are. But I want to make sure I'm not going to miss nothing. And then something else happened. And I said, Lord, I repent for doing this. I repent for saying this. I repent for looking at that person that way. Lord, I repent. Please cleanse my heart. I, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss that sound that when you come to meet us, when you say the dead, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive shall meet them in the sky, and we will be brought home. Okay? So just remember that. The way things are going, y'all. Every morning, uh, when I wake up, I look around. I say, oh, I'm still here. Okay, Father, what's the assignment? Why I'm still here? What you want me to do? Okay? So, Father God, thank you for those that have ears to hear. Father God, thank you, Lord, that those that have given their heart to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for their sins. If you don't know him today, this is a good day. And he's knocking at your heart through my voice. He say, heart, not your heart. Whosoever will, let them come. And his arms is open wide. He's not coming to judge you. He don't care what you have done, what you say, your lifestyle. Jesus Christ loves you. Let God come in and love on you. And then the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on how to live an everyday life. Material things don't matter. Money don't matter. Career don't matter. At that time, guess what? Only that's going to matter is what's in your heart and how your heart is towards God and others. That's the only thing that you and I are going to be able to take to heaven at that final hour. I don't mean to bring this up, 
it's still a shock for a lot of people. A lot of people still mourning and, and, and have that grief of the loss of the individuals that was on the helicopter with COVID Brian and his daughter. I'm still in shock because it wasn't that long that two dear people in my heart passed over, okay? And so I'm still dealing with those emotions. Yes, I am. But when you look at it, what did they take with them? Absolutely nothing. They couldn't take nothing. They couldn't take their career, their money, their accomplishments. They couldn't take nothing with them but another soul. So think about that. Don't get caught up into this self-movement, the material movement, the society movement. Don't get caught up into that, you guys. Don't get caught up into it. Get caught up and wrap up in Jesus Christ. Yahshua HaMashiach. He's the only one that's going to be here for us, okay? All right, this is Dr. D. God bless you all. I'll um, chat with you guys later. God bless. patient wear a heavy-duty mask called an N95 respirator. They're designed to block small particles from entering the nose and mouth. Dr. William Schaffner of Vanderbilt University Medical Center says wearing an N95 is serious business. We have to be fit tested. We have to demonstrate that we know how to put them on and wear them, and they're difficult to wear. That's the kind of protection that really works. But what most people on the streets are wearing is something else. Cheap, disposable surgical masks. And Schaffner says the evidence that these masks protect against infection is meager. The general sense is perhaps, but they're certainly not an absolute protection. The mask will protect you against visible splash or spray of fluid or large droplets. It's just a physical barrier. Rhina McIntyre is an infectious disease researcher at the University of New South Wales in Australia. She's studied the efficacy of face masks. She says surgical masks don't provide a tight fit. Small, airborne particles can still get through. But her research suggests surgical masks can lower the risk of getting infected if you're at home in close contact with a family member who has a respiratory illness, but only if you wear the mask right. Which means wearing it all the time when you are in the same room as the infected person. And being careful not to touch the front of the mask when removing it. Otherwise, you could end up contaminating yourself. As for wearing a surgical mask outdoors in public, Mary Beth Sexton of the Emory University School of Medicine says that's not necessary. If you're in the U.S. or another country where the risk of catching the Wuhan coronavirus is considered low. When you're out in the open air, you've got a lot of good airflow. It's really going to be in enclosed spaces with people who are contagious that you have the most risk of transmission. She says wearing a face mask is a good idea if you're ill and need to go see the doctor. But that's really to keep you from getting other people sick. Otherwise, she says, leave the face mask for the people who need them, like healthcare workers and people with symptoms, so we don't end up with mask shortages. 
Ryan McIntyre says the calculation of whether to wear a face mask is different for people in a place like Wuhan, China, the epicenter of the current outbreak. If it's someone in Wuhan, where most of the cases have been, then there might be some value to it. There's a lot of unknowns about this infection, that's the problem. And wherever you are, there is something that all the infectious disease experts I spoke with recommend we all do to keep from getting sick. Wash your hands a lot. Hand washing, for sure, constantly, frequently, all the time, summer, winter, whatever. Maria Godoy, NPR News. And now, more from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The Philippines is reporting the first fatality outside China from the new coronavirus that's killed more than 300 people in China, Michael Sullivan reports. The Philippines Department of Health says the man who died on Saturday was 44 years old and from Wuhan. Vietnam has declared the virus an epidemic and has stopped all flights to and from China. It has also reported its seventh confirmed case, a Vietnamese American who fell ill after transiting from Wuhan. The Philippines is among the handful of countries that are temporarily banning travelers from China, the U.S., Japan, Italy, Singapore, and Australia imposing similar restrictions despite criticism from Beijing and a World Health Organization assessment that says such restrictions are unnecessary. Eritrea is calling a separate travel ban on its citizens unfriendly. NPR's Ada Peralta reports by some estimates the Trump administration has now placed travel restrictions on about a quarter of the African population. The government of Eritrea says it has lobbied many countries to stop giving asylum to its citizens. Eritrea, which is one of the most authoritarian countries in the world, has lost about 10% of its population in recent years. So the travel ban, the government says, really suits their needs. But it had nothing to do with stemming emigration out of Eritrea. Instead, the Ministry of Information said in a statement, it, quote, singles out Eritrea without justification. And because of that, the government is dismayed with, quote, this unfriendly act. The Trump administration says the bans are to ensure national security, but critics have called them racist and xenophobic. Ada Pralta, NPR News, Nairobi. In Australia, authorities have lifted a state of emergency near the capital. NPR's Rebecca Hersher reports a bushfire burning south of Canberra is slowly being brought under control by firefighters. The fire started in a national park nearly a week ago, and days of hot, dry weather helped feed the flames. As temperatures soared above 100 degrees going into the weekend, authorities warned that the fire could expand rapidly and threaten villages on the outskirts of Canberra. But helicopters and fire crews successfully held back the blaze. Officials now say the immediate danger has passed, although the fire will likely continue to burn for weeks. Farther south, the hottest, most fire-prone weeks of the year are just beginning. While bushfires are a natural and important part of Australian ecosystems, climate change is driving longer and more severe fire seasons in populated parts of the country. Rebecca Hersher, NPR News, Victoria, Australia. Novak Djokovic has won his eighth Australian Open tennis title. Djokovic came from behind to beat Austria's Dominic team in the men's singles final a short time ago. You're listening to NPR News. All right, you heard it first. They discussed the types of masks and um, the masks that I showed you guys on Friday 
they recommended that uh, it'll help, but uh, to really be safe, you have to get uh, the other in in nine five respirator surgical mask well they call it a surgical mask it's the thin mask that the doctors wear when they do surgery but the N95 respirator mask is what they put on to deal with the virus it's two type of masks and I'll take a picture and put it on a the Boom Factor TV Facebook page. You can go over there and check that out. But good morning. This has been Boom Factor Breaking News with Dr. D coming from the NPR newscast worldwide. God bless. guys, good morning. It's Dr. D coming to you on this lovely, beautiful Sunday morning glory. I've um, been up and I felt the spirit of God had me to come straight to the computer and um, see what's up with this coronavirus. Also to stay informative so I can let others know because on the regular news, they're not really being specific. So any information that I am bringing to you guys, I'm coming straight from the CDC, Centers for Disease and Control, from experts from the Department of Health itself and from the White House. They use certain terminology so they won't um, create a global panic. And those that um, believe in their God and know the word of God that in the name of Jesus you are covered by the blood of Yahshua um, spiritually but still take precautions I advise you not to walk behind someone that's sneezing and coughing you back up and walk around or just you know I, I used to back up and go the other way um, because you can be infected by walking into because now because they sneeze and they didn't cover their nose and cough, you have those particles coming out of their their bodies, right? And the atoms it's in the airwaves. So when you walk into it, you're gonna get it. Okay. So not only that, you can get it that way. Uh, I read from an article from uh, a doctor out of Vanderbilt, um, and he stated that it's breathable. You can, and and that's why you want to back up. You don't want to breathe that in. Okay, so they're not saying that. So you can easily go uh, on the CDC.gov website, and it's going to tell you everything that you need to know. Prevention and treatment. Well, at this present moment, they have no vaccine f- vaccine for it. That's why the people are dying. It's a it's a flu-like symptoms. 
okay? Uh, currently, it states that uh, there's no vaccine to prevent the 2019 NCOV infection, meaning the coronavirus. The best way to prevent infection is to avoid being exposed to the virus. However, as a reminder, CDC always recommends every day preventive actions to help prevent the spread of this respiratory virus. Number one, you want to wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol if soap and water are not available. Okay, I say make your solution, just have it with you in the bottle. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. Avoid close contact with people that are sick. Stay home when you are sick. Oh, that just despises me when you go to work and people just coughing and hacking. Like, like, like on Thursday, I was so busy. Um, the young lady that was waiting, she was waiting at the other, other table, and she just was coughing and sneezing. And I said, "Here, ma'am, are you okay?" I had the tissues, I had the hand sanitizer. She didn't want to use it. So I'm thinking to myself, a customer that's sitting in front of me, we looking at each other like, why is she sitting there just coughing and sneezing? It's like she's purposely spreading germs. And then make it make you feel like you the issue. No, 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 no. So um, just be careful with that because the flu is still going around. And that flu, man, that flu will take you down also, we have many cases of people dying from the flu. Okay, you guys? So out there in the World Wide Web, y'all, y'all be careful. Okay? Um, cover your, your nose and your mouth when you sneeze. Use a tissue or do the, do the whole um, sneeze into the inside of your, your elbow or sneeze inside your T-shirt. So it could be contained. It's on you. It's your germs. Okay? <laughs> you don't want to... See, you don't want to expose yourself to your own germs. But hey, it has to come out. So that's the best way you can do it with that. Clean and disinfect frequently items that you touch. Objects and surfaces. These are everyday habits that can help prevent and spread several viruses. So they're not telling us that, okay? Um, right now at this present moment, they have several types of viruses that are going around, but the two most deadly ones right now is the flu and the coronavirus. And I'll find out what those other viruses is. Um, when I get to it, I will let you know. You know, Dr. D gonna keep you up, okay? Um, treatment, once again, is no treatment. No vaccine at this present moment. Um, what will happen, they have found that people infected with the virus should receive supportive care to relieve the system, the symptoms. But for several cases, treatment should include care to support the vital organ functions. 
People who think they may have been exposed to the virus should contact their health care provider immediately. They say immediately. So that's serious. Uh, Information for travelers. Okay. They have banned all traveling. Travelers to China. Travelers from China arriving in the U.S. and air crew. They have a specific warning level three. Avoid non-essential travels. That's coming straight from China itself. So they have no flights going in and out of China, which is Wuhan is the base where the flights land. And they have put a band on that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to see the different vaccines that you can get right now to protect yourself. They're saying that all people, uh, you should be updated with your vaccines. All right? These are some major ones that you need. I know I need to get when I travel to Africa. I have to have the typhoid. I have to take the hepatitis, the polio, rabies, yellow fever, and the malaria. I have to take those when I travel to Africa. And these are the ones that you should be updated with. Okay? Um, Protect yourself at all times. Um, There's a level one uh, global measles outbreak notice. Measles is in many countries and outbreaks of the disease are currently around the world before you travel international regardless of where you're going make sure that you protect yourself fully from the measles okay uh, uh, if you're 12 months or older you must have written documentation that you have taken a dose you have to take a dose before you travel in at least 28 days after you, after the previous dose, okay? You can find all this on the CDC. What is your routine vaccines? They have it all on um, the CDC page. Any adults 19 years of or older, these are the recommended Adult immunization schedules for, I need to put this on the website. They have a whole list, you guys, a whole list, a whole list. So I'm going to put this on my Facebook page uh, so you guys can uh, see that. I must try to make sure I, I, I put the news up there first so you can know what's going on.
make sure that you update on all of your adult vaccine. That is so important. If you do that with the blood of Jesus, I believe that everybody will be okay. Okay? Um... poster here that you can get there's an age group and everything I love it it's a adult schedule my computer was acting up yesterday I was about to do a live um broadcast and it wouldn't print it wouldn't do anything I was like oh my god then I just felt like the the anointing just left (laughs) I said oh well We do this, but not really come back to it. Um, Cause I always like to make sure that that when I bring something, it. It's informative, you know what I'm saying? So we're gonna put that on Twitter page. Uh, what you wanna talk about here? What I wanna talk about is to make sure, making sure you are updated. So I'm going to go on the next feed and vaccine health research. Make sure that all these hashtags are touched. Guys can see what's happening, and you won't be in a dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, want to make sure you know. So for that said, I'm gonna get out of this. I'm going to see you guys on the next episode. Okay? God bless.